how to lose body fat and build muscle, what the best diet is to follow, how to stay full, how many calories you should be eating, how much protein you should be eating, how to make healthy decisions easier, and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 473 with founder and CEO of Trifecta Nutrition, the second largest meal prep service company in the country, Greg Connolly. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, your host, Nick Carrier. At Best You, we exist to help individuals who are hungry for growth get closer to the best version of themselves so that they can live meaningful and impactful lives. If you're serious about wanting to change the way that you look, change the way that you feel, and be more motivated and confident, then go to nickcarrier.com slash free call, and you can request a one-on-one free strategy call with me. We'd hop on a call, we'll talk about what your dreams are, what your goals are, how you want to look, how you want to feel, what's currently holding you back, and then we're going to start to develop a plan. We're going to say where you want to go, by when, we're going to create weekly goals so that you can head into this year feeling as the best version of yourself. If you're interested in joining me, then go to nickcarrier.com slash free call. Today, you guys are going to learn a ton. You're going to learn about what you should be eating and how to make it easy to execute on with Greg Connolly. Greg is the founder and CEO of Trifecta Nutrition, and he scaled the company into the largest meal delivery services in the United States with nine figures in annual revenue in just five years. Trifecta has partnered with CrossFit, the UFC, the PGA Tour, Mr. Olympia, NFL, and NBA teams, Spartan Race, to spread the word about meal prep and transforming your life. You guys are going to learn today about what it takes to lose fat, build muscle, how much protein you should be eating, and how to set yourself up for success, and a lot more. So without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Greg Connolly. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be joined by the one and only Greg Connolly. Greg, just want to start off by saying really appreciate you joining me today, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Well, as we kind of talked, we got connected by uh, one of your good friends, Nick Shaw, who I had on the podcast a couple of years back. And I know that if if Nick recommends you that it's going to be a really good recommendation and it's going to be a, a really good episode. And I know that because of your expertise in nutrition and then also in, in, in mindset and business and stuff, you're going to be able to provide so much value for everybody listening today. Um, but the way I want to start is kind of giving getting your story of uh, finding trifecta nutrition and, and into that because I know that you created companies and software in the past before that but then you kind of were in this state of your life where you're like I'm not really sure exactly what I want to do do next but I know I want to solve a big problem and you and your sister kind of both had that feeling and so you and your sister Elizabeth both decided that you wanted to be able to solve the problem of kind of like proper nutrition and chronic disease at a, at a mass level at a, at a mass scale and, and luckily you were at a place in your life where you had had a pretty good business success in the past that provided you with the ability and the knowledge to be able to kind of step into something as big as Trifecta Nutrition. So give us a little bit more background on kind of like that career shift and that decision making, because I know so many people oftentimes debate whether or not I want to change careers or or what's the best thing to go into. So talk to us about the decision to kind of change careers and how you ended up coming up with the idea of Trifecta Nutrition. Absolutely. So to to give you and and your listeners some background on trifecta and you know why they should listen to this one it we are now the the second largest meal delivery company in the United States where we're shipping tens of millions of meals across uh, the US all 50 states and uh we scaled the company up into the the hundreds of millions in revenue in uh you know less than 5 years which is really fast in in the business world um and to to your point about career choice why we did this etc um i i tend to encourage entrepreneurs podcasters uh you know even celebrities and celebrity athletes to to find a, a mission that they are truly passionate about. Uh, I'm miraculously almost 40 years old now, and it feels like I was doing keg stands in college last week. <laughs> and 
uh, life happens really fast. And I, I discovered after, you know, making some money in the software world, uh, being either a founder or a co-founder of, of multiple businesses in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, it was uh, a great way to make money, uh, you know, quickly, but it, it ultimately wasn't something that I, you know, found true purpose in. Uh, Trifecta, on the other hand, was started really based on looking at the major problems facing humankind and especially in the United States, but now worldwide in 198 countries, chronic disease caused by the obesity epidemic is the number one killer. It's it's kills someone every four seconds right now. So, you know, we're going to, a whole bunch of people are going to pass away during this podcast while, while, uh, uh, while we record it. So, I joke that that Elon Musk was kind enough to tackle, you know, electric cars, electric houses and making us a two planet species. But, you know, next up on the list was, uh, you know, absolutely the chronic disease crisis. We spend about a, a trillion and a half a year on the problem. And it's a core foundational problem for helping human beings become the best version of themselves, the best, the best you, the, the reason people are listening to this podcast, you know, nutrition affects their confidence and their energy levels, which flow into everything from your sex life to your career, uh, to, to pretty much every aspect of you as a human. And we really thought it was something that, that we could tackle using capitalism by, coming up with a way to make eating healthy, cool and sexy, like, uh, you know, McDonald's or Coca-Cola were, you know, really doing over the last 40 or so years. So that was really the why behind the company and the thesis behind why we got into it. Uh, and now really we're focused on scaling it up, you know, as, as big as we can possibly get it. Yeah, that's awesome. And it obviously, like, as you said, there's so much evidence behind it being like the biggest problem that there is right now. And, you know, I've, I've thought about that big problem in general. Like what are the different things that need to take place for that problem to start being reversed? And definitely knowledge and education is part of it is definitely a large component of it. But with how everything nowadays is so convenience based, there has to be a convenient, healthy option or else everybody's going to, fall to the convenient unhealthy options first. If if it's easier to do the unhealthy thing, people are going to do the unhealthy thing. And you guys are solving a lot of that convenience issue as well. So I want to acknowledge you guys for that, for for really tapping into that side of the problem as well. Yeah. Um, but I do want I would do want to start into like kind of right into the nutrition and the nitty gritty side of it because I'm a I'm a fitness trainer myself and we have a 10 week transformation program. And so a lot of the people who put uh, are listening to the podcast are either people who have done my program before or are setting fitness goals. And so they oftentimes set weekly nutritional goals and like how much, how many times do I need to be working out? How much of this do I need to be eating? So on and so forth. And I know with your expertise, having developed nutri nutrition programs for UFC fight prep for um, Olympia competitors, for CrossFitters and things of that nature, you have a really good idea for proper nutrition per for high performance but I want to talk to you kind of high level about what are the main components that need to be different for somebody who is eating for high level athlete, for somebody who's maybe working out just four times a week, and then for somebody who's like sedent sedentary, like high level, what are like the biggest differences between like maybe those three categories of people? Carbs. I would say is probably the whale uh, when it comes to uh, that type of performance training. I mean, we feed NFL players, NBA players, UFC fighters, like top CrossFit Games athletes, Olympians, et cetera. And people actually think most of our business is based around feeding these celebrities or celebrity athletes. And it's it's not. 99% of the people we're feeding are average Americans like you and I that aren't world champions in any particular sport. And uh, for most people, we we really break it down by macros, similar to what, uh, you know, Nick that introduced us and the, uh, the RP team do. Uh, and we're looking at a scientific based approach to nutrition. 
And no matter what size the human being is, I mean, before we started uh, recording, we were joking about, you know, Brian Shaw eating six pounds of meat a day. Well, Brian Shaw is six, eight. And, you know, when he's competing, he weighs as much as 450 pounds. That's probably more than you and I combined in weight. Um, now, on the flip side, my my loving wife, uh, who happens to be uh, an MD, weighs about 130 pounds. She's in phenomenal shape herself. Uh, and she was really uh, a big part of the brain behind uh, us developing the, uh, you know, the nutrition profile along with our on-staff RDs uh, for trifectas meals. So we're really looking at foundationally calories. Calories are going to be the most important thing. If you're an NFL player, yeah, you're probably a giant human being and you're probably eating a lot more calories than the average American. So we're going to dial calories down first. Next is carbs. Carbs are going to be your energy source. So if you're sedentary, we're going to dial your carbs down pretty significantly. We're going to recommend something that you'll stick to that'll probably taste good, like paleo or keto, something that's like relatively low carbs to to bring you down to a more, um, you know, sedentary, uh, you know, lifestyle when it comes to carbs. Then on top of that, we're going to try and layer on as much protein as you'll be willing to eat. And we'll do it with lean proteins, usually 90%, uh, you know, uh, uh, lean or better. So I'm sure people and even in the grocery store, they see 90-10 chicken or 96 for turkey, you know, we're, we're shooting for very lean proteins. And that's going to be for a couple of reasons to help you retain muscle mass, which, you know, you talked about your New Year's uh, resolution goals, Nick, you, you want to have the bench press. I think he's mentioned the squat, which are both pure powerlifting strength, uh, you know, uh, things, but you also threw in a 5k. So, you know, that's going to require some energy. That's some cardio, et cetera, uh, you know, which is going to lead to some fat burning. For you to be satiated and retain that muscle mass doing the heavy lifting like that, we're going to want protein to be the star of the show. So we want a lot of protein in the meals. Uh, you know, we'd, we'd either supplement your protein with our meal prep line above and beyond our meals themselves, because you are a trainer, you're already in great shape and building muscle is probably going to be at the top of your list. Uh, for someone more sedentary, we still want them to get a large amount of protein Again, because it's satiating. If you feel full, you stop going over your calorie goals. Like there's a lot of science behind healthy eating, but there's also a lot of mental game in it. Uh, if if you're eating, you, you know, I'm sure you've talked about this with a ton of your guests. If you're eating like highly processed carbohydrates and fats, like a a donut, uh, you're going to be able to eat a lot of them, and you're you're not going to feel full because it's not very sati satiating. So with trifecta, I mean, you mentioned the convenience. We're trying to hack your mind into making eating healthy the easiest thing available. You don't even have to push the DoorDash button on your phone. You don't even have to drive through the drive through at Taco Bell. The food is already fully cooked in your refrigerator. It's the easiest option. And human beings are by nature lazy. So we are going to go, oh, well, I could wait 45 minutes for Thai food from DoorDash, or I could eat this Thai chicken bowl from Trifecta that I've already got in my refrigerator. So that's really a big part of our like hack of the American diet and why we've helped, you know, people lose over 4 million pounds at this point is because we're, we're not only like hacking your macros and calories, that's important. And that's part of the education stuff you talked about. We're also hacking your mind where you, it's the simplest, most convenient option. And therefore you're most, you're more likely to pick it. It's the yeah. same reason when you're hungry in the middle of the, of the day or something, you may like pour yourself a bowl of cereal or something. Cause you can make it in 30 seconds. It's like, boom, you're yeah. eating something. That's, that's what we're really trying to do with meal prep. So I'll, I'll pause there, but yeah, I mean, that's for, for someone that's sedentary all the way up to a high performance athlete, it's going to come down to calories, carbs, and protein, and we'll mix in some healthy fats in there for, you know, brain function, et cetera. But varying your carb level is going to be the, the big lever we're going to use no matter what diet program you're following from keto to vegan. Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, to 
address a couple of the things that you mentioned. Like you said, the convenience factor, you just, you're trying to make it hack people's brains and do the easiest, most convenient thing possible. So it'd just be ridiculous if you didn't do it. And, and one of the things that y'all have, like I mentioned beforehand, I ordered my first meals from Trifecta earlier today is like, you can make it so you get five meals, seven meals or 10 meals every single week to your doorstep. So you don't even have to, to think about it. You can just have it there show up on your doorstep so you can easily reach for that rather than reach for that freaking bowl of cereal. If you have a bowl of cereal in your house, go throw it away. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but we, we, uh, we literally tell people to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Okay. You, and then you talked about, we try to give you as much protein as you'd be re or as you would be able to eat. And you talked about it from two high level things, why it's really important, the satiation component and then the, the maintaining muscle mass component. Now I know a lot of different people have different philosophies as to, your quantity of protein and and the usability of that protein and kind of the spacing out and the timing of the protein give give us a little bit of obviously there is like what your age is what your male or female your activity level all these different things have a component have the a role to play with regards to your quantity of protein but give us a little bit of y'all's philosophy with regards to what is the proper amount of protein both to like maintain and then build muscle mass so it really, we, tr I mean, if you're trying to build muscle mass, we're going to use the classic, like one gram of protein per, uh, you know, pound of, of body weight. Um, that tends to be what most of the studies and like the evidence-based science leans towards. Uh, some people do it in kilograms, like, you know, two grams per kilogram or something, uh, depends yeah. if you're if you uh, are lucky enough to get to follow the metric system. Uh, but ultimately for, for most people, um, we want to get them a lot of lean protein. So like you said, they, they feel full and that's, what's going to lead to a steady weight loss over time is keeping them in a calorie deficit where they have high enough protein levels to maintain or increase that muscle mass. And that over time is going to bring their weight down consistently. The only time we're going to really fiddle with certain things is if we have to do like drastic weight loss things like for the UFC in the last couple of weeks, we would start tinkering with people's fiber levels. So, you know, that they would, you know, we'd bring their fiber down to almost nothing. So they'd lose a lot of water weight going into the last week or two, but those are only for super high performance athletes that are trying to hack a weight cut or, you know, something along those lines for everybody hearing my voice right now. Uh, ultimately it's going to come down to, uh, keeping your, your protein at a high level, lean proteins, of course, uh, you know, when paleo first came out, everybody was crushing bacon, like it was going out of style and you better be doing a lot of CrossFit if you're going to eat that much bacon. But uh, ultimately, that's that's what's going to lead to body composition changes, because I laugh. People talk about like fat loss and muscle building. What everybody wants is a recomposition. It's just hard to say that word. They yeah. all want less fat and more muscle all the way up to like the Olympians on stage. I mean, I literally hand out the gold medals to the the most shredded and jacked people on the planet. And, you know, even for them, they're looking to get <laughs> loose fat and build muscle in literally every category. So what people want is, is a body composition change, and that's going to come from changing your macronutrients and, and calorie levels. Yeah. So I feel like you definitely have an opinion, thoughts, and evidence to back up your opinion on, on keto and, and fat loss and stuff like that. So give, give me a little bit of your opinions or your thoughts or some of the evidence that you guys have discovered around the utility of keto when it comes to the uh, everyone's goal of lose fat build muscle um so i i have an advantage that probably none of your guests have that i'm able i've fed hundreds of thousands of people so we get to watch how they perform because we have a smartphone app and they track their weight loss and their meals and all of that over time so we get to watch how they perform based on different uh you know meal lines etc and i'll i'll be blunt on your show you can get in amazing shape on vegan on paleo on keto on whole 30 it it really does not matter as long as you're, you're at a calorie deficit and you're 
eating a lot of protein and doing some level of resistance training. Um, so that's what the science says. Uh, you know, my opinion is entirely derived off of uh, people who are much more adept at reading studies than me, reading many thousands of studies and looking at the, uh, you know, the the macro analysis, you know, the meta analysis on a lot of studies and, and determining uh, these factors. When it comes to weight loss, the, the calorie deficit concept is, you know, it's one of the most wealth studied things in literally all of medicine. You know, previously you'd asked me about timing. We're, we're less uh, picky about that type of stuff. There, again, for like mindset hacks, there can be advantages to things like intermittent fasting. I mean, what are you doing? You're going for a large period of the day without eating food, which probably causes you to eat less food and thus puts you in a calorie deficit. It, you know, so it's, it is, can be very effective for a lot of people. You know, we, we don't, we don't tend to hate on any particular, you know, methodology. Keto tends to be easy for a lot of people because what is it? it even in our keto line, it's like a lot of meat and uh, usually a lot of cheese or other, you know, quite frankly, fucking delicious things uh, that you get to eat because you're swapping out carbs for fat. I personally am a big wine drinker, so I could never do keto myself because I'll never give up wine. You'd have to pry it from my cold, dead hands. But, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, keto does work for a lot of people for that particular reason. And oftentimes people see a quick early bump because they're, like I said, their fiber levels drop a bit uh, because they're not eating as much mm. fiber from the various carbs that they used to eat. And that causes like a quick adjustment in their weight, sometimes as much as like 10 pounds in the first few weeks, wow. which builds psychological momentum. And yeah. for, for a lot of people feeling like you're going in the right direction is enough for you to say no to that pizza at the New Year's Eve party you're at, or, uh, you know, maybe buy seven or 10 meals from trifecta. So you can augment your, your food a little bit with some, some meal prep. I mean, no, that's really what we're looking to do. I mean, we literally tell people nothing builds momentum like momentum. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, once you're starting to feel more shredded, I mean, we all, we all have that same moment in the morning where we wake up, we walk in to brush our teeth first thing, and you're standing there looking at yourself in the mirror with your shirt off. And usually we are our own biggest critics. Everybody who's like, damn, man, I shouldn't have eaten that ice cream last night, or I got a drink less, or, you know, this or that, whatever it is, we usually rip ourselves to shreds, <laughs> you know, when we're staring in the mirror in the morning. But when you have momentum, you're like, damn, Nick, you, you're looking great. I feel like I'm going to pull off this, you know, best <laughs> press and 5k at, at blinding speed. Uh, yeah. So suddenly you start feeling better and better about yourself. And that leads you to sticking to the plan more. So we we really try and help people ultimately stick to the plan. So that's a few advantages keto has. Is it foundationally better than any other particular diet when it comes to macros and calories? Uh, you know, probably not. There are a lot of ways scientifically you can get healthy. Uh, does it have some mental advantages because you're eating cheese and you lose a lot of weight in the very beginning? Yeah. That's yeah. you know. well, I think I think that just, you know, one of the things that keeps coming up is this duality of how it's not just the tactical and the food. It's the it's the mental side of it as well. And almost like I'm thinking almost now how, you know, keto is so big right now, has been so big over the last little bit because it does if it provides people with that spark right away, then it just shows how important the mental side of it is rather than just the the practical and what you're actually putting in your mouth. And and, and it kind of goes back to what you said. You know, you have these different lines. You have keto, you've got paleo, you've got vegan, you've got vegetarian, and people can lose weight and see good results on all of them as long as you said, you know, they're in a calorie deficit and eating a proper amounts of protein and doing some sort of strength training. And I think kind of the other thing that ha they all have in common is just that you're like eating real food. You're eating clean rather than you're eating cereal and you're eating things that come in boxes and, and all that kind of crap. So I think that people just need to realize there's not this thing is the right thing. This thing is necessarily the wrong thing. It's just a lot of the different things can work if you just stick with them and you don't put crap in your body consistently.
So I think that's a, a really important thing to to note. Now, one of the go ahead, you, you have something to add on that? Yeah, I, I was gonna just to finish up that thought. I mean, we when when people ask us what diet they should do to lose weight the fastest, we tell them whichever diet you're going to stick to. And we, we've got a program for that. And, you know, ultimately it comes down to those core tenants of like high protein, probably moderate to low carb, uh, and a calorie deficit. So those, those are like the key elements. So, so sorry, keep going. No, no, you're good. So the, a couple of times you mentioned how, when people, you know, you mentioned it initially with UFC fighters and when they're doing a big cut you cut out fiber out of their diet so they don't retain water and then you also talked about how keto oftentimes just naturally because of the way the diet is is uh, structured with regards to the macronutrients you're not going to have that much fiber as well and so you have a may, might have a big decrease in your weight because of the w- lack of water retention there as well but talk to me a little bit about like I've learned about fiber being like super super important getting good high quality fiber for gut health and things like that talk to me about what you've learned around the importance of fiber and overall health. Hey y'all, I just wanted to take a second to tell you about something I'm super excited about and that is a healthy ice cream. You know, it's if you're anything like me, then you probably have a little bit of a sweet tooth. And if you're anything like me, after dinner, you just want a little bit of something before going to bed. And for me, I've always struggled with what that should look like and I've gone in and out of having healthier options and unhealthy options and sometimes apples and lar bars, but one of the things that I just recently discovered that I'm super excited about is Guardian Angel Desserts, and their ice cream is off the charts, y'all. I'm so excited about this. I was pretty skeptical of it in the beginning, but I'm super excited. Let me tell you about it. The reason you need to know about this dessert isn't because it's only ridiculously delicious, but it's actually healthy for your immune system. Guardian Angel Dessert Company took inspiration from regular good old ice cream and made a masterpiece that is blowing people's minds really for two reasons. One, the taste and the health benefits. They've literally removed all the normal toxic ingredients in ice cream and replaced them with healthy superfoods. I know it almost doesn't sound real, but I promise you their product is revolutionary for the dessert industry. It's keto, it's low carb, gluten-free, grain-free, dairy-free, refined, sugar-free, which I had to, I had to sign off on before doing this partnership. And it's loaded with powerhouse ingredients like bone broth protein, probiotics, multi-collagen, MCT oil, and even vitamin C. Get this, they literally even used the splendid superfood spirulina to get the green coloring. Diabetics have been able to eat an entire pint of this product without seeing an increase in their glycemic index. This product is so new and in such high demand that they just opened online sales for a limited time only. So while supplies last, you can buy as many pints as you want online and have them shipped to your home or go to www.gadesserts.com. And find the closest location to you. They all have a specific number of pints that they're offering for online online sales. So I really suggest that you get your hands on as many as you can, especially for such a novel product that improves your health and wellness. And if you want to get 10% off, then Georgia Desserts, Guardian Angel Desserts, their ice cream, they're offering 10% off to all of you guys for being a part of the Best You community. So make sure you go to their website and type in BESTU for the coupon code to get 10% off your order. Again, use the coupon code BESTU at www.gadesserts.com to get 10% off of your order today. I'm super excited personally to have discovered this and I'm super excited for you as well. For now, let's get back to the show. Fiber is obviously for digestive system is going to be, you know, critical, um, program that we built for the UFC was very specifically designed to help fighters make a certain weight in a certain time period. So, yeah. you know, when I first met with Dana White and and Lawrence Epstein, who's the, the COO over there, um, they had a problem, which was they'd lose millions of dollars a year because, you know, whoever the fighter was, Max Holloway shows up for a championship fight and it's a week away and he's 20 pounds above his, his goal weight to be able to make weight cut. And, you know, at that point, they've spent all that money on advertising uh, the championship fight and they have to swap someone in or whatever the situation is. And they it reduces their pay-per-view buys. So our first year of running that program, we reduced weight cut misses by 50 percent. And that was because we look at uh, the weight cut over time. So 
let's say Nick, you decided you wanted to sign up and be a UFC fighter. You you start roundhouse kicking people in the face, and boom, you get an opportunity to fight in the UFC. There's going to be the time you sign the deal for you to actually fight. Uh, then there's going to be when you go into fight camp, which is 12 weeks out from the UFC fight. Now, for the first 11 weeks, you're on your own. You're training at Team Alpha Male with Uriah Faber or, you know, one of the many other teams uh, throughout the U.S. Now, finally, you get to fight week and you're one week out from the fight. You're flying to wherever the fight is, whether it's on Fight Island or in Vegas or, you know, Shanghai, who knows. And you're spending that final week uh, actually on site getting prepared for that, that weigh-in. The weigh-in is the critical moment, and it happens 24 hours beforehand. So what we would do is use calorie deficit, high protein, low carb for the 11 weeks leading up to the actual fight camp. And then when we got to fight camp, we would bring people's fiber levels down to almost zero. And at that point, they, they really would start to lose a lot of water weight. And that would allow us to, to really bring them all the way down to that, you know, lowest possible fight weight. And then they rehydrate in the 24 hours after that so they can fight at a slightly heavier weight than whatever they did the weigh in that. That's how a fighter is able to optimize their weight going into the UFC. So fiber can be used in dieting for like very specific niche things like that. but. If you're not a, an Olympian stepping onto a bodybuilding stage or a UFC fighter getting into the octagon, what you're looking is for what we do in that fight camp, the first 11 weeks, which is controlled weight loss over time where they're losing one to two pounds a week, usually on average. And they're doing that from the classic stuff, calorie deficit, high protein, uh, et cetera. So um, that's what I would recommend to all your listeners. It's not you know, you're going to have to do some super fancy dieting stuff with fiber. That stuff is doable. And trust me, it does work. But uh, ultimately, if if you don't have like a stepping on the scale weight goal, most yeah. people don't care about their weight. They care about that moment in the mirror when they have their shirt off or, you know, when they're, uh, you know, it's date night with their wife you know, or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, they're, they're looking to look good naked. That's what most people really care about is the aesthetics. They want a six pack. They want to be shredded. That that's what they're focused on. And that comes from like systemic lifestyle changes yeah. that lead to healthy weight loss over time. Yeah, no. And I think one of the biggest things that, you know, is anytime you're listening to somebody talk about, nutrition or give nutrition advice or everything like that it's like make sure you have context on where they're coming from like we're not right you gave the whole context that you did this with fiber specifically for people one week out to be able to hit a particular goal we're not saying you guys need to go do this now on a regular basis because fiber's important but everybody has an angle at which they're giving your giving you their nutrition education from and you want to make sure you have context on what their angle is so that you know whether or not it even applies to you at all or if it does then what parts of it actually does apply to you and what doesn't um now i know exactly right yep i i know for for a lot of people that i work with and just personally some of the things that really can hold people back from making progress with body composition goals weight loss goals and such are snacking and then after dinner desserts sweets snacking etc what do you find are some good tools for people to be able to eradicate those problems um yeah snacking is a big one that's where people tend to like slip in extra calories that they <laughs> that they don't even realize they're eating oftentimes like when we first launched trifecta i did hundreds of nutrition calls with people because we would onboard them and we would be like okay okay, Steve, like, what are you eating now? Okay, let's figure out what you need to throw away in your kitchen. And a lot of them would be silly things. Like they'd be, I'm in an office right now in the middle of a high rise in downtown Sacramento. If I didn't specifically curate the snacks for this office, like we get all kinds of stuff like candy canes and donuts and all kinds of stuff that finds its way into the office. And a lot of people would have simple snacking things that they thought of as healthy in their mind, like almonds. 
that they would just get a little bit over their skis in terms of quantities because they mm. didn't weigh them out. We, we'd talk to a lot of people that would have like a Costco container of almonds at their desk and they'd eat a few almonds at various intervals throughout the day to feel full. Well, you know, I'd tell them, hey, just for one of these days, take the amount of almonds you're eating and also take a commiserate amount. You know, let's say you eat five almonds, you know, at 10, you eat 10 at 11, you eat 15 at 2 p.m., you know, weigh them out at that time. And people discovered they were eating like a thousand calories worth of almonds in a day. Mm. And, you know, that's where snacks can get slippery is if you don't quantify them. So for that, Mm. we recommend, you know, if you if you're working from home, just go and blast out a protein shake, you know, throw a banana and some strawberries in with some vanilla whey protein or, you know, casein and, and get your snack in a protein shake, or there are tons of great little protein snack brands. We're, we're actually going to release some of our own protein snacks uh, relatively shortly here as well, like protein baked goods, like brownies and donuts and cinnamon rolls. Those tend to be low calorie, high protein. You know, if I could ship you, Nick, a whole bunch of cinnamon rolls that were low calorie, high protein in your box every week, you'd be like, these are great for my snack. Like surround yourself with food that is ultimately going to lead to you having, you know, success, even for stuff like the snacks. Because if you have a high protein cinnamon roll, you you have a very high probability of actually eating that versus the bowl of cereal or, you know, whatever else it is. You're like, oh man, okay, I could have this. It's still going to take, it's not going to be perfect like you're eating Cinnabon but it'll taste pretty damn close it'll be close enough that you can kind of fool yourself so that that tends to be what we recommend to people quantify it and then set yourself up for success by having those types of snacks in your house and divest get rid of the other snacks that you may slippery slope eat too much quantity of like the giant Costco thing of almonds or, you know, yeah, almonds are healthy. If you eat like a small quantity of them, they have certain micronutrients, et cetera. They're a healthy fat, but they're still a fat and they're still high calorie. And if you eat five handfuls of them a day, you're going to miss your fucking weight goals. You know, it's Mm -hmm. that simple. So uh, we tend to be, again, very evidence-based science, very direct with people. Like if you don't know how much of something you're eating, you have no chance. You must figure that out. And it just takes putting a little kitchen scale, you know, next to you at the office for a few minutes and weighing it out. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. Like you said, the people just mindlessly put a lot more in their mouth than they even remember. uh, And they can't even, and most of the time people can't even communicate to other people how much they had because it was so mindless. And so making sure that you set yourself up for success by having good stuff, but then also making sure that it's not, don't have the whole thing right there ready for you. Put five almonds on your desk and leave the rest somewhere else because the the extra work that it would take you to walk 20 feet to go get the almonds, you wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be, that would be something that would be mindful rather than mindless. And so like you said, setting yourself up for success by having the right things and the right quantity of the right things is absolutely critical. I kind of want to... It's, it's all about, I mean, the last thing I'd leave you with on that is it's all about planning. I mean, people that don't, like, I forget what the cliche saying is, you either fail to plan or you plan to fail Yeah. Uh, type thing. You wouldn't, you're trying to build the body of your dreams and, or at least get into like reasonably good shape. You would not build a house without talking to an engineer and an architect and drawing blueprints and all that type of stuff. And that's, that's really even the most basic planning of planning your meals, which is literally why we're in business. We, we are the easy button on the internet for people to plan their meals. Uh, you're, you're planning to fail because you will, we all have willpower. I love French fries and I run the second largest meal delivery company in the United States. If, if it affects my willpower, it for sure is going to affect yours. I know most of the top athletes in the U S And they like French fries too. Like it's just human nature. You've got to plan. Otherwise you, you will not be able to succeed. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, Before I ask the last question, I want to ask kind of just like one business thing. Also just kind of like life thing. I feel like, you know, you've started trifecta five years ago, you said, right? 
Uh, no, that was that was when we reached the nine figures in revenue. We're about okay. seven and a half years old now. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so seven and a half years. I always find that business people start their endeavors thinking it's going to go one way, and then oftentimes they need to make certain pivots um, depending on how things are going. And that, and that's how everybody is in life. They might see their life going one way and then ultimately something happens or they gain new knowledge or experience or skills and, and then they make a pivot. Was there any most important pivot that you guys made in your business that you really felt like, yeah, like was the most important pivot? Yes, I would say for us gaining control of our supply chain, which we fully, you know, completely enacted in 2022 last year, uh, allowed us to really control everything all the way down to like individual sourcing of individual ingredients. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. where where that fish came from, where that bison came from. Oh, we have wow. this new bison farmer. We want. We want to look at, you know, sourcing their entire, uh, you know, herd in, you know, 2023 or whatever the situation is. So having really control of the ingredients all the way down, you know, past distributors, past, uh, you know, co-packers, the, the whole nine yards, we wanted total supply chain control. And that I think was a, a big pivot for us. Um because candidly, we we couldn't trust a lot of our partners, you know, uh, to, to make the right decisions from where they were sourcing things from. Hmm. Today, like earlier today, I had a great call with a guy who has a, a fermented oil that, uh, you know, it's a company called Zero Acre Farms. And it's it's probably a better oil than even avocado oil in terms of like health benefits, uh, et cetera. And uh, us being able to move quickly on those type of um, partnerships allows us to be super innovative and get things to market faster than anybody else. We were first to market in our space with Beyond Meat. You know, I'm, I'm buddies with Ethan that runs Beyond Meat. Uh, a lot of different uh, uh, cool, innovative products like that, all the way to the classic meat and potatoes type stuff. Uh, we want to be able to make sure that our ranchers and farmers, et cetera, fishers uh, are using, you know, animal welfare level five, uh, you know, sourcing from high quality feed suppliers. Uh, you know, we now have USDA and FDA people in our facilities. Like they literally have offices to monitor everything. Mm. So pivot wise from a business standpoint, um, you know, I think there was some you know, in a lot of ways, people looked down on controlling everything in the supply chain in the past. And, you know, now even all the way up to companies like Apple, they're realizing, hey, if China has a zero COVID policy, that's really going to screw up our production. We should probably diversify our supply chain to Hong mm -hmm. Kong and Vietnam and, you know, the Philippines, a bunch of other countries. So we really wanted that level of control ourselves. And that was a big pivot. Uh, that we made. And it was part of the reason we relocated from Los Angeles to Sacramento, because it, you, you can see skyscrapers in the background here because I'm in the middle of downtown. But just outside that is farmland as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and this is the Central Valley where I'm at is where all the food has grown. And, you know, we wanted to be really close to the farmers so that we could, uh, you know, provide the best quality food for the market that's literally available. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's a sounds like an awesome pivot. Well, before I ask the last question, I just want to acknowledge you for having the drive to be able to try to solve such a big problem like this. You know, not necessarily like completely solve, right? Like I don't know if it'll ever be completely solved, but to largely tackle one of the biggest problems that is going on in the world and, and doing it from the convenience standpoint and like we've talked about all podcasts long, kind of attacking the two angles of like the tactical, the science, what you're going to do, and then actually making sure that you're hacking the mental side of it as well, because we know that the convenience and the ease side of things influences people's decisions just as much, if not more, than the practical and the tactical side of things. So acknowledge you for that. And then that last part, I think that's super cool that you guys gain control of the supply chain, especially from the side of making sure that all of the food that you get is from farmers that you guys trust and believe in and, and they're doing the right things with regards to making sure that the animals are treated a particular way, but also being fed the right things and all that kind of stuff. So I want to acknowledge you for all the amazing things that you're continuing to work on and everything like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, right back at you, you're, you're talking and affecting the mindsets of millions of people through doing the, this podcast. I mean, that's, that's all we want to do is, is try and build a lot of momentum by evangelizing people making the right choices. You know, ultimately that is what, uh, I think makes people feel better in their careers and their lives, et cetera. And, you know, absolutely appreciate what you're doing as well. Appreciate you having me on the podcast to, you know, share our story and hopefully some, some nuggets of wisdom for people from, you know, someone who's fed the top athletes all the way down to, you know, hundreds of thousands of Americans, uh, you know, over almost the past decade. Um, you know, we've learned a lot and, we want to pay it forward and, and pass that knowledge on as, as best as possible to try and help as many people as possible. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, uh, as I said in the podcast, I already have my first seven meals that are coming either Friday or Saturday. So I'm super stoked to try it out. I'll let you guys know uh, how that goes, but you guys need to make sure you go check out trifecta nutrition.com. And right now, at least while I'm recording this, they've got like 50% off your first order. So you can put that discount code in there. So take advantage of that. Because like we said, don't leave eating healthy and eating clean up to your willpower. Like prepare, set yourself up for success, make it as easy as humanly possible. So go to trifectanutrition.com. You can follow them on Instagram at trifecta. You can follow Greg at Greg Connolly. And uh, last question, Greg is that I believe that in order to get closer to the best version of yourself, that it's both a constant journey and a unique journey. And so the last question is for you personally, if there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to the best version of Greg Connolly that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? Uh, I am a huge continuous improvement uh, uh, nerd. So I'm, I'm all about this question Uh, for me. Probably the three big ones I'm working on right now that I, of course, have a long ways to go is uh, when it comes to mindset, I've been doing uh, counseling with my wife for every week for over six years now. And I think people think about like counseling or therapy as uh, something that you do when you are having trouble or, you know, whatever it is. And I, I want to encourage your listeners to think of it as like exercise for you understanding your emotions. My wife and I have a phenomenal marriage. We've got a little two-year-old son, uh, but we are so much closer and have so much deeper of a relationship uh, because I understand my emotions and feelings so much more having gone to, you know, now more than half a decade of counseling. Um, so that has been a huge level up unlock for me. It makes me a better leader. It makes me a better business partner, board member, uh, you know, civil servant, you, you name it, because I am not at effect of my emotions in, in such a, a massive way. And I think especially for men, you know, we're both men. I'm sure you got a lot of male listeners, the common mindset for men for the last 2000 years was, you know, man up. It was, you know, shut down your emotions and focus on living through logic. And uh, for, I think, a lot of men that has not served them well, which is why we have, you know, the suicide rates are like 98% men amongst many other uh, mental health things. So I think our generation has a chance to be the first kind of generation of men that are aware and understand their feelings. So that's number one. Uh, number two is never giving up on the continuous learning journey. Um, I, uh, I listened to a podcast where one of the guys on the podcast was talking about, uh, he was a co-founder at PayPal. He's in the PayPal mafia. Uh, and he was talking about how Elon Musk, when they had sold PayPal, just kept learning and hustling and grinding for the next 20 years. And he was like, this guy is like, he used a, a video game reference. He's like, this guy's like a level 99 mage at this point. <laughs> like he's, he is on a whole other level of leveling up from us. Uh, and, and the guy who is talking is like, I, I think he's a billionaire himself, uh, you know, talking about how far advanced Elon has become. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, for, for me, I'm still constantly reading, constantly uh, trying to absorb as much information as possible, finding higher level mentors like 
becoming a successful entrepreneur just means you need to double down because now you're able to pass a lot of knowledge on uh, to other people. Um, and then the third one, uh, I would say is as you get older, which I now am doing, you know, at, at almost 40 years old now, I turned 40 this year, 2023. Um, it is uh, that that age does not, you know, you're not done yet. <laughs> age does not have that big of an impact on your metabolism until you're like over age 65. So people that are in their thirties and forties and fifties being like, eh, my metabolism point blank, you are full of shit. It has gone down by like 4% from when you were in your teens and twenties. So they, mathematically, you should be able to still be incredibly high performance until your late sixties. And even for some people in their seventies, I mean, my dad is now 77 and he's riding like hundred kilometer bike rides every single day. So, you know, it is a hundred percent how much you keep it up as you age. And I would say those are those are my three big, big leveling up techniques. Like consider learning about your emotions. Make sure you're continuously learning from you know subject matter experts and books. And then no matter how old you're getting, you're you're not done yet. You can still continue to to level up. Uh, you know, even if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, your metabolism is your metabolism should be uh, your friend, not an excuse that you fall back on. Yeah. I love it. I love it. My dad is, uh, I don't want to get this wrong. How old is he? 60. My dad's 64. will turn 65 this year and he does like 350 pushups every single day and works out and stuff. So age is, don't let it, like you said, uh, you're not done yet. I love it. So you guys make sure you go to trifectanutrition.com, get your first five meals, seven meals, 10 meals, whatever it is, get the 50% off. Make it easy for yourself. Set yourself up for success. Absolutely critical. Greg, really appreciate it, man. It was awesome. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nick. Appreciate it. What an awesome episode with Greg. I hope you all really feel like you learned a lot today about nutrition, about what you should be putting in your body and how to make eating healthier just a little bit easier. One of the things that Greg talked a lot about is calories in and calories out and how you have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. But that doesn't mean any kind of calories. 100 calories of a brownie reacts very differently in your body than 100 calories of a banana. So keep in mind the quality of those calories matters. And remember, if you're serious about wanting more motivation and self-confidence, if you're serious about actually wanting to stay on track and stay consistent with your health and fitness and have a little bit of accountability amidst the chaos of your life, then make sure you join me on a free call at nickcarrier.com slash free call and we can discuss how to make that happen. And remember that eating the proper quality and quantity of protein is key, both for maintaining and building muscle, but also for satiety or satiety or staying full. Remember to set yourself up for success by having healthy snacks around in appropriate quantities as well. If you can take in the proper amounts of high quality calories, the proper amounts of high quality protein and set yourself up for success then you'll be able to lose fat, build muscle, achieve your fitness goals, and continue to get closer and closer to your best you. 